Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Thank you for being here again this morning. This morning for our guest speaker, let me, let me get you up to date if you're a guest with us this morning before I introduce our guest speaker. Our church is in a, a period of transition where we are actively searching for our next senior pastor. And so since of May of 2020, one, we have been looking for our next senior pastor, and we have a committee of people that are doing that together. And so church family, just continue to pray that God would give wisdom, direction, and guidance. And if you're a guest with us this morning, it will help us know that join the journey with us is what we'd like you to do, and let us be able to, together as the body of Christ, see who God would have to lead his flock. So the last several months, we have had many people be able to come through our campus, guest speakers, staff, and laymen here at the church, and bring biblically sound messages, because we know that if we have a Bible, then we have everything, right? And so since we've had biblically sound messages over the last several months, God has been able to continue his work here in Williamstown. So this morning, one of my friends from the Baltimore, Maryland area, Corey Knopf, is coming to speak for us today, and him and his wife Kelly and their kids are here this morning. Thank you for being with us, and would you come now, would you guys give him a warm welcome as he comes and speaks? Amen. Appreciate it. All right, good morning, everyone. Are you excited to be in church today? I hope you are. If you're not, I hope you'll be by the end of the service. That's the goal. I appreciate the offer to come and to preach this morning. Uh, I really appreciate Richard. He's one of my dear friends. I would say he's one of my best friends, and I really appreciate him. And I, uh, I know you all appreciate him as well. Uh, great guy, just a really good friend of mine. Appreciate Brother Tyler as well. I don't see him right now, but I'm sure he's around doing something important, right? Only a couple of you said yes. Yes, he is. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. I appreciate him. He hooked up with me this morning. Uh, he arranged for us to stay in a hotel last night. Thank you, church, for allowing us to do that. We weren't sure if we were going to get a blizzard in Maryland or not. We may still. I don't know. Uh, we heard a couple days ago we were looking at maybe 15 inches. I think now we're down to maybe like an inch and a half. I'd be good with no snow. Amen, right? You guys are like, that's right. That'll preach. Let's just stop right there and... How many of you do not like the snow? Wow. I appreciate you. You are my friends. <laughs> How many of you say, I cannot wait, bring on the blizzard? Oh my, wow. You have a pretty divided church this morning. <laughs> Maybe we should stay away from that topic. But uh, anyway, I am originally from Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't love snow, but I'm no stranger to it, and uh, there was big news in Cincinnati last night. We'll stay away from that, uh, but anyway, we'll stay away. <laughs> well, I know I'm going to get thrown out of here before I even get to the message. <laughs> now, there's, uh, I'm no stranger to snow or cold weather, but I moved to Baltimore, Maryland about a year and a half ago, and same thing, cold and snow. Pretty much the same weather that you get here is about what we get there. So uh, I hope we don't get any. But for those of you who are ready to enjoy the snow, I hope you get to, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say because I really don't hope it snows. <laughs> Maybe you can drive somewhere that has snow. I don't, I don't know. 
But uh, anyway, thank you for coming out this morning to worship. I appreciate that. And by the way, I've been encouraged this morning just listening to you sing this morning. It's really been a, a blessing to me. I've been over in this uh, office over here for the last few moments just really just listening to God's people worship. It's an encouraging thing. And I would encourage you to always participate in corporate worship and singing. But I would also say once in a while you ought to just stop, maybe close your eyes and just listen. Just listen to God's people sing. Listen to God's people praise God. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. It's a unique thing. Uh, it's something special to the church. And so thank you, church, for that encouragement you've given me this morning. I hope and pray that I'm an encouragement to you this morning through the Word of God. And not because of me, but like Brother Richard said a moment ago, uh, it's the Word of God that does the work, right? It's the Word of God that changes lives. And that's what we're going to look at today. So if I leave and you never remember my name again, no big deal. But if I leave and you remember the truths from the Word of God, that's something worth this time that we have this morning. So let's open our Bibles this morning. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4, and we're going to look at verses 11 through 16. I want to title my message this morning, Growing God's Way. Growing God's Way. How many of you desire to grow in 2022? Can I see your hand? I think everybody does. I think you desire to grow spiritually. Maybe you desire to grow in some other areas. Maybe you desire to grow financially. Maybe you desire to grow uh, mentally. Maybe you desire to grow physically. Whatever the case might be, you desire growth. But this morning, I want to encourage you that God desires you to grow spiritually. Even if you don't desire it for yourself, God wants you to grow in himself. How many of you believe that God wants you to grow spiritually? I believe God wants you to. And I'm going to show you from Scripture that I believe God wants you to grow. And I believe God lays out for you how to grow in himself. Let's look at Ephesians 4 verse 11 through 16. And then we'll bow for prayer and ask God to bless his message this morning. Verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. I want to challenge us this morning that God wants you to grow in himself. Let's bow for prayer this morning. God, we want to thank you for yourself, first of all. God, if it weren't for you, there'd be no purpose in church. There would be no church without Jesus Christ. And God, this morning, we're thankful for yourself. We're thankful for Jesus. We're thankful for the fact that he left heaven. He lived a perfect life on earth. He gave himself. He gave his own life. No man takes it from him. But he gave his own life as a sacrifice for sin. He was buried and then he arose three days later and Lord, now he is ascended on high. He sits at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for his saints. 
And God, we thank you that we have Jesus Christ. We thank you that as we come to your throne, we come in the name and the power and the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ. And God, without any of that, it wouldn't be possible. God, we don't have the wherewithal in and of ourselves to come before the God of the universe. But God, because of your Son, not only do we have permission, we also have instruction to come boldly before your throne. And God, this morning we're coming boldly before your throne, not on our own merit, but because of Jesus and what he's done for us. And God, we want to ask you this morning that you would open our hearts and minds to your word. God, that you would help us to grow as a result of being in this place this morning. God, I pray you bless every person here this morning. I pray you touch their hearts in a way that only your word can. I pray you give us exactly what we need in our lives right now from your word. And God, if there's someone visiting this morning that, that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, God, they don't understand what it's about, this, this wonderful relationship we talk about. God, I pray that they would seek out Brother Tyler, Brother Richard, one of the other folks in the church who would love to show them what it's like to know Jesus Christ because it's the most wonderful thing in all the world. God, I pray you give us a great time in your house today. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I believe God wants you to grow. I really do. I believe God desires for each and every person in this room to be more like Jesus Christ at the end of this year than the beginning of this year. I believe each day God wants us to take a step closer to him and be in a tighter relationship with him than we were the day before. Every Christian needs to grow, and I believe most Christians genuinely want to grow. I think if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you genuinely have a desire inside of you that you want to grow spiritually. I think sometimes we get beat down, though, because we aren't growing. I think sometimes we get discouraged because we try and we try and we try and we just don't grow. Or maybe we think we ought to be at a certain place in our walk with the Lord and we're just not there yet. I want to tell you this today, church. God desires for you to grow, period. He does. God does not want you to stay the way you are. God does not want you to plateau in your Christian life and never know more of himself. God wants you to grow in himself and be more like him. Now, if he desires that, and that's his plan, then he has laid out for us a way to grow that is according to his plan. This morning, I want to look at four thoughts about how we can grow God's way. How do I grow in a way that God wants me to grow? How do I, how do I take that next step in my Christianity? How do I get to that next level in my spirituality? How do I become more like Jesus Christ. Look, church, we're Christians. If you know Jesus Christ, you are a Christian, amen? You are. What is a Christian? A Christian is a follower of Christ. And you are to be more and more like Christ. I am to be more and more like Christ. So how do I grow God's way? My first thought comes from verses 11 and 12. Let's kind of go back and we're just going to walk through the text and see, how can we grow God's way? Verse 11, And he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The first thought is this. Number one, 
The first way to grow God's way is this. God grows me by using other people in my life. Now, I thought, I, I thought this message was about how do I grow. It is. But I want you to understand that God grows me. You see the difference there? I don't grow me. God grows me. God's plan for growth in my life is not that I do the work. It's that God does the work. Do you have a responsibility? Absolutely. We'll get to that in a moment. But first and foremost, I want you to understand this. That God grows me by using other people in my life. How many of you can say this? There has been someone in my life who has helped me move from one area of Christianity into a deeper understanding of Jesus Christ. Who could say that this morning? I can. There have been many people in my life who have helped me move from one area to the next. Who have helped me grow as a Christian. God grows me by using other people in my life. In verses 11 and 12, you see the gifts that God gives to the church. God gives the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Why, does he, why did God give these gifts to the church? When Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, he's focused on the body of Christ. He's focused on the local church. And he says to the church, church, Jesus Christ has given you some things that will help you grow. How do you know that? Look at verse 12. Why did God put these roles in our lives? Why did God put other leadership spiritually into my life? Well, in verse 12, it tells us, for the perfecting, for the, for the maturing, uh, for the growing of the saints and the work of the ministry and, and the building up of the body of Christ. Look, church, God wants you to grow, but God has given you tools to help you grow. God did not say to you, church, grow and figure it out on your own. God did not say to you, Christian, you better grow and it's all up to you. No, God said, I want you to grow and I'm going to give you some things to help you grow. You know what that looks like in your life today? Look around. That's what it looks like today. In this church today, what it looks like is God gives us people to help me grow spiritually. You see, the Christian life was never intended to be lived independently. You were, not in, you were not designed by God. When you were saved, God did not put a plan in your life that you were to do Christianity all on your own. Sometimes we think like that. Sometimes we might even act like that. But God didn't lay out Christianity that way. God designed Christianity to exist inside a body, right? And that body, that local body, is what? It's not a trick question. What is it? It's the church. It's the church. And God gave to the church gifts. God gave leadership. God gave people. God gave specific roles inside of the church. And I know you're, you are actively, as a church, praying and seeking God's face for a pastor specifically. Can I tell you this? The men that serve your church, that help serve you, are a gift to you. I don't say that because there's something special and I want to blow up their heads. It's nothing like that. I don't say it because they're on this upper echelon of Christianity that's unattainable and you know they just kind of float around and, oh, the, there's Brother Richard. I want to be like Brother Richard. It's not like that. God gave them gifts as gifts to the church to serve the church. 
And by serving the church, it's talking about helping the church grow. It's talking about helping you grow as a Christian. You see, the people that God has put in your life, they're there for a reason. God desires to use people in your life to help you grow. We'll come back to this thought in a moment. But you realize when you grow as a Christian, you realize your church grows as well. Do you understand that? We'll come back to that in a few moments. But when you grow, your church grows. That's why when God gives people to help the church, what he's doing is this. He gives someone to help someone who helps the whole. Because when we all as individuals grow, you know what happens? Open Bible Baptist Church grows. There's no, there's no um, mythical entity called Open Bible Baptist Church that we just hope it grows spiritually. It doesn't work like that. If Open Bible Baptist Church is to grow spiritually, you know what has to happen? You have to grow spiritually. Individuals have to grow spiritually. And so the people in this church need to help each other grow spiritually. God has given to you people that will help you grow. Number two, the second thought about how does God want me to grow his way? Well, God, number one, desires to use other people in my life to help me grow. But number two, verses 13 and 14, follow along with me if you will. He says this, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Kind of left us on a cliffhanger there. We'll come back to verse 15 in just a moment. But what is God desiring for me? Well, God wants to use other people. But in verse 13, I see this specifically. God will grow you, number two, in a gradual manner. God will grow you in a gradual manner. You realize growing as a Christian is not an instantaneous thing. How many of you were saved over 10 years ago? Can I see your hands? A lot of you were, were saved over 10 years ago. How about over 20 years ago? Anybody? A lot of folks. How about over 30 years ago? All right, and we're going to stop right there because I don't want to embarrass anybody, all right? Some of you have been saved a long time. Some of you have been walking with Christ for a very long time. Would you say, if you've known Christ for any extended period of time, would you say that you're more like Christ today than the day you got saved? Would you agree with that? I hope so. That's the goal. Would you understand that when you got saved, where you were in your spiritual journey is not where you are today? It doesn't happen like that. It's a step. It's a process. It's gradual. That's God's plan. He desires for it to be a gradual process. This is something that I think is incredible. He talks about the perfecting of the saints, coming into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. You realize growth, is a, growth as a Christian is growth in understanding who Jesus is. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that's an exhaustive answer, but what I'm saying is this. At a very simple understanding, growing as a Christian is growing in knowing Jesus. 
That seems so simple. But it's not. And here's why. There's always room to grow as a Christian because there's always more of Jesus to discover. Does that make sense, church? There's always room to grow as a Christian. I don't care how long you've been saved. It could be a week. It could be 30 years. There's always another step to take. Why? Because my Jesus is infinite, right? In every area of his being. God is limitless. And so when I'm talking about getting to know Jesus, I'm talking about understanding a person that is infinite in every part of his being. How are you going to exhaust it? You aren't. So there's always room to grow. Isn't that encouraging this morning? Aren't you excited that, hey, as a Christian, I am never going to stop growing so long as I keep following Jesus. I'm going to keep getting closer to him. I'm going to become more like God, more like Jesus Christ, his image, if I keep following him because there's always more to discover. I'll tell you this, though. The flip side can be true. God wants to grow me in a gradual manner. God wants to grow me in steps. Uh, he wants us to come into the unity of the faith. He wants us to come to an understanding of the knowledge of the Son of God. He wants us to be perfected, to be mature. But you know what? Uh, there's a flip side to it as well. It can be discouraging to me if I look at growing in Christ as only my job. You know what you'll get defeated as a Christian? If you think, well, I'm supposed to be here as a Christian, and I'm only here, so what can I do to get here? That's right, somebody, yeah, you can't, you cannot. It isn't you that grows you. It's Jesus Christ via the power of the Holy Spirit that grows you, right? It is, but you know when you'll get defeated? You'll get defeated when you look at other Christians possibly, or you look at maybe where you think you ought to be, and say, that's over there, and I'm here and I want to get there, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it look like I'm over there. And you can, you can apply that in any way, shape, or form you want to in your life. You know when it becomes discouraging? When I put the work on myself to grow as a Christian. And what a lot of times we start to do, I'll admit it, okay, I... I am not standing up here saying, you, you, you. No, I'm looking at me, me, me. I have problems, okay? What we do, we substitute the power of the Holy Spirit. We substitute a walk with Christ. We substitute intimacy with our Savior for something that looks like Christian growth. I don't know what that might be in your life. But, you know, it's a lot easier to put on the Christian show than it is to trust Christ to grow me to that next level of Christianity. And church, I'm not here to, uh, you don't know me, I don't really know many of you. I'm not here to point fingers at all. But I know of my own life, when I have struggled with growth as a, as a Christian, you know what I do to impress those around me? I... I put on a show. I talk more Christianese. I, I, I get a nicer suit coat. Right? I, I wear my tie a little tighter. 
I'm just being silly, everybody. You understand that. That has nothing to do with Christianity. And I'm not saying it's, I'm opposed to it, because obviously I have a tie-in coat on. <laughs> I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is be careful, church. Please be careful that you don't desire so much to grow as a Christian or to look like you're growing as a Christian that you're willing to sacrifice a relationship with Christ for something that looks like a relationship with Christ. Don't ever, ever substitute anything for a personal walk with Jesus. Nothing will grow you as Jesus will. Let me correct that. Nothing can grow you, period. Only Jesus can. It's his work in you to grow you to be more like him. Do you have a responsibility? Absolutely. We're getting there, okay? But it isn't your job to actually do the growing. The growing is what Jesus does in you so long as you're obedient. I want you to understand, God grows you in a gradual manner. Don't ever sacrifice or substitute for real growth. And don't get discouraged when you're not growing maybe as fast as you want to. You keep doing what you know to do. You keep obeying. You keep in his word. He will grow you. He will. But it's a gradual process. It is not an overnight thing. Can I tell you this also from verse number 13? I love this. Part of the growing as individuals, it connects to growing with each other. Verse 13 says, till we all come in the unity of the faith. Church, it's very important that you be unified. It's very important, especially right now in a season that you're going through of transition, that you be unified. Did you know that unity is not found in your outward appearance? Did you know that unity is not found in your hobbies? Did you know that unity is not found in your preferences? Did you know that unity is not found in any kind of alliances that you have or allegiances that you have to different things? You know where true unity is found? Do you know how Open Bible Baptist Church is unified with one another? It is not, it is not, it is not by the world's perspective how you get unified. Outside of these walls, the way for someone to be unified is not actually real unity. It's really more uniformity. Does that make sense? The way that we often equate real unity is, well, if we all look the same or if we all sound the same, or if we all go to the same place, or, or, or we have the same employer, or we wear the same clothes, or, or whatever, we have the same cultural background. We think of that as unity. But you know, I look at Open Bible Baptist Church, I see a lot of different walks of life in here. I see a lot of different people. Do you know what, do you know what really the world and what Satan would have you believe is, is that you should not be unified. By human perspective, it does not make sense for this demographic of people, for this cross-section of people from all different walks of life to be able to rally together around the common cause. It doesn't really make sense. But it does make sense when you look at the Word of God, and the Word of God says, till we all come in the unity of the faith. 
Do you know what unifies a church? It's your faith. It's what you believe. It's what, it's what you are following after. And that is Jesus Christ. What brings you together, church, has nothing to do with your favorite sports team. Is there anything wrong with having a favorite sports team? No, especially when they win the playoff game. You know, nothing wrong with that. Like Cincinnati did last night. <laughs> but you know what? I'm thinking that's probably the only one they'll win this series. But we can pray. You know, that has nothing to do with it. A any kind of alliances that you might have in this life, any kind of preferences, any kind of any of that is not what real unity is. There might be people in this church that you get along with because you have similar hobbies, right? There might be people in this church that like the same kind of food that you like, so you like to get together. Can I tell you right now, that's all well and good, and that is fun, and that is awesome. That is not unity. That is not biblical unity. Look, I have things that I like. I love guns. Does anybody else love guns? All right, great. See, us that love guns and that are right with the Lord, okay, we can... I'm kidding, church. I'm kidding. Us that love guns, we can hang out and talk about guns. But we can talk about guns and never talk about God. That's not unity of the faith. That's just hanging out over a hobby. Does that make sense? How about this? How many of you like coffee? Two hands, okay? Yes. We like coffee. Could we have a coffee support group at Open Bible Baptist? At most churches, could you have a coffee support group? Where you sit around and drink coffee and talk about stuff. Yeah, you probably could. Does that mean you're unified? No. It means you all have a caffeine addiction. <laughs> we have a... Yeah, they decaf. Oh. I'll just... I'll leave that one alone, okay? I don't consider decaf coffee, but I'll leave that one alone, okay? But you know what? That is not unity, though. Unity is us saying, hey, I love coffee... You hate coffee? Uh, I like, you know, the Bengals. You like some other team? Um, I like um, this type of clothing. You like that type of clothing? Look, we are nothing the same. But you know what? Let's get together and talk about Jesus. That's what unity is. That's what the unity of the faith is. And as we grow as Christians, we understand that, hey, I can set aside some of those other things that don't matter as much. For the unity of the faith. Because what's most important is, is knowing Jesus Christ and his church growing, unified, on mission for him. There's nothing wrong with liking those other things. Nothing at all. But again, don't substitute real unity for really just happen to like the same hobbies. The unity that a church needs comes through a deep understanding of your faith in Jesus Christ. As you will each grow as Christians in 2022, you know what will happen? You'll grow closer to one another. You say, hey, Pastor Corey, we're going through a transitional time in our church. It's hard. We need to be united. What should we do? <laughs> it seems pretty simple. Get to know Jesus more. It sound, I don't want to make it sound trite, but the more you grow in love with Jesus and the more your neighbor grows in love with Jesus, 
the more you're going to love one another. The more unified you'll be. The more you'll put aside petty things that don't matter and say, look, all that's well and good, but you know what? That is not the most important thing. The most important thing is that Open Bible Baptist Church be on mission for Jesus Christ. I can sacrifice all that other stuff. Look, I'd love to talk about the Bengals and coffee and guns, but you know what? At the end of the day, none of that matters. And with an eternal perspective, looking into the world that needs a Savior, I can set all that aside to say, hey, look, you and I might be different, but as long as we're pursuing Jesus Christ, let's get together and tell others about Jesus Christ. That's what unifies a church, church. That is it. The unity of your faith. In 2022, get to know your faith better. How do I do that? You get to know Jesus better. How do I do that? Well, let's move on to number three. God desires to grow you. God uses other people in your life to grow you. God desires to grow you in a gradual manner. Number three. God will grow me through the truths of his word. Now we're getting into your responsibility as a Christian. Yes, it's God that does the work of growing you, but you don't get out without responsibility. You have a responsibility as well. Verses 14 and 15, go back to those. Actually, really just verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. In verses 13 down through 15, it's talking about the fact that we are growing in the knowledge of the truth of his word. We are talking about not, not being pulled away by false doctrine. And how does that happen? How do I grow into maturity? How do I grow into perfection? How do I grow beyond just being a child, being tossed to and fro, but being anchored in my faith? How do I do these things? How do I grow up in him? I do it through the truths of his word. There's a dual responsibility that's being shown in this passage. If you know Ephesians 4 very well, you know it talks about really, it's, it's the gifting to the church at large. We're talking about individual Christian growth today, but it connects to corporate Christian growth, the growth of the church. There's a dual responsibility in this text of what's happening. The dual responsibility is this. The church, the people of God, have a responsibility to teach the word of God, to teach sound doctrine, to teach only the truth, right? Open Bible Baptist Church, as a church, has a responsibility to teach you the word of God accurately. Correct? Correct. That is why your staff has really taken time and thought through who, who should we bring in to preach to our people. It's not just anybody, okay? Not that I'm anything special, because I, I am absolutely not. But I want you to understand, they put thought into, will these people open the word of God and say, thus saith the Lord, not thus saith me. You see, the church has a responsibility to teach and preach sound doctrine. To teach the truth that only comes from the word of God. But you have a responsibility as well, church, individual Christian. You have a responsibility to learn sound doctrine from the teaching of the word of God. You see, it's not just the church's job to stick somebody in the pulpit who will preach the word of God. And for you to say, 
well, that was good preaching. I'm glad that I heard that today. That was a great message. And walk away and do nothing with it. Right? It's our responsibility to be doers, not just hearers of the word. It's our job as a church to receive the truth and then to do something with it. You see, as you are taught sound doctrine, as you are preached sound doctrine, it's your job to learn it, to grab onto it, and then to obey the truths from the Word of God. I believe this about people who wander away from their faith. I think people leave the church, they leave their faith, they leave a walk with Christ, not because the Word of God lacks power, but because they're not deeply rooted in the truth of God's Word. People don't leave the church because this book can't do its job. People leave the church because they don't know what this book says. People leave the church because they're not doing what this book says. People leave the church because they don't know the Jesus of this book. You don't leave your faith. You don't walk away from God's bride, the church, if you know what his word says. It's the church's job to teach and preach sound doctrine, but church, it's our job as well. To receive sound doctrine. To do something with it. To obey it. You know, can I say this as well? And this should go without saying, but it's just, it's important. The church does have a job to relay truth to the people of the church. But can I tell you this really simply? You have a Bible that's with you every single day. Are you with me? It's not your job just to get fed on Sunday. It's your job every day to be in this word. If you really want to know Jesus this year, if you really want to grow as a Christian this year like God desires for you to grow, you'll be in this book more than just on Sundays. Look, there's nothing wrong with being under the preaching of God's word, right? You ought to be. But we ought to also spend time with our own personal Savior every single day. Be in his word. And by the way, you know how you know if the doctrine that's being taught from this pulpit is true or not? By knowing your Bible. <laughs> right? You don't take, don't take my word for it that this is truth. Study it out yourself. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the one who illuminates your heart and mind. It's the Holy Spirit. Read his word. See what he says. See if what I'm saying is true. Don't just take it at face value because a man says it's true. Yes, you ought to follow your pastors. I understand that. But you ought to know the word of God for yourself. Get in it. Study it. Read it. Love it. Fall in love with Jesus Christ this year. It's your responsibility to commit to the word of God. It's his responsibility to grow you. And our last thought for this morning before we wrap up. God wants to grow you, number four. For a purpose that is bigger than just you. God wants to grow you as an individual for a purpose that's bigger than you. In verses 15 and 16, specifically verse 16, he says this. From whom? Okay, from, well, who is that? The individuals, the believers. From whom? Okay. The whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, 
maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. We're going back to verse 15. Even Christ, Christ is the one that brings this whole body into fruition. From whom? From Christ to the church. From Christ to the individuals. From Christ to the corporate. What are we saying here? That when Jesus Christ grows me as an individual, it's for the purpose that is bigger than just me. Is it great that I grow as a Christian? Yes, it is. But you know what? Jesus' plan doesn't stop with just you. He has a way bigger plan in play. He wants to see this whole church grow. He wants to see every person here grow in himself. You realize that Open Bible Baptist Church can do more together than any one of you can do individually? If we understood that and really believed that, then we understand that we all need to grow individually so we can be unified, so we can be on mission for Christ because this body of believers, God has a big plan for it. God wants to do something with this church. God did not call you to be a Christian by yourself. God called you to this specific local assembly of believers to get plugged in so that he can use you to help grow this body so this body can go get more individuals who can grow this body, who can go get more individuals. Do you see where we're going here? It's a cycle. If you will grow individually, this church will grow spiritually. If this church grows spiritually, it can do more for Jesus Christ. You want to reach your community? You know how you do that? Get a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. All of you. Everybody. Me too. All of us. I have the same responsibility. If I want to see our local area affected with the gospel of Christ, you know what needs to happen? I need to be affected by the gospel of Christ every single day. I get in his word. I thank my Savior. God, thank you for saving me. Thank you when I was unworthy that you sent your son to die for my sins. God, I want to rejoice in that. God, I want to learn more about you. God, I want to thank you. I want to praise you. And as I grow, as God grows me, he puts me in this body of believers. And now there's corporate growth. And as the church grows as a whole, we're taking that next step of growth. We're on to bigger things. We're on to the next level. And you know what? You'll start reaching more folks. Because the church as a whole is healthy. The church as a whole is growing. And I'm not implying that your church is not healthy. Again, I, I really don't know many of you. But I'm giving you a biblical principle. That if you'll grow individually, church, your church will grow in health. And you know what I know about healthy things? This is rocket science here. You know what healthy things do? Starts with a G. They grow. <laughs> they grow. God has a purpose and a plan that's far bigger than just me. But I want to do my part. And how do I do my part? I spend time in his word. I allow God to grow me. Understanding that it's not me, it's him. And I just follow him. I obey him. I learn of him. I worship him. And as he grows me, as he grows each of you, he grows this church. And then this church takes the next step for whatever he has for Open Bible Baptist Church.
Let's bow for prayer this morning. And when I'm finished praying, I'll turn things over to Brother Richard and he can close the service out as he sees appropriate. Maybe some of you this morning would say, look, Pastor Corey, I don't even know Jesus Christ. I've, I've never, I don't know what you're talking about, about growth, because look, I've, I'm not a Christian. That's okay. That's okay. There are people here who would love to show you what it means to be a Christian. I, I would dare say that the majority of this room would love to show you what it's like to be a Christian. If that's you this morning, you say, you know, I don't know anything about growing God's way. I don't know anything about Christianity. I don't know anything about any of that. I would encourage you, seek out Brother Richard, Brother Tyler, one of the Sunday school teachers. Seek out someone who can talk to you about it. Ask questions. Who is this Jesus? What's Pastor Corey talking about about all this? They would love to show you. If you are a Christian, you've been saved for any amount of time. I want to challenge you with this. God wants you to grow. God is not satisfied with where you're at. And I don't mean that in a degrading way. I don't mean that in a guilt trip type of way at all. I mean that God has more of himself to reveal to you that is wonderful and amazing. And he desires to. He wants to do the work, but you have to let him. I want to ask you this morning, would you commit to God, whatever you show me, I'll do. Whatever you teach me, I'll obey. God, I'm going to dive into your word. God, I'm going to want to get to know you because you alone are the one that can grow me. Open Bible Baptist Church, I hope and pray that each individual desires to grow and will commit to allowing Jesus to let you grow individually so that your church can grow corporately. God has big plans for Open Bible Baptist Church. God wants to do a work here. God wants to do things that he's maybe never done before. He wants you to grow. Father, I thank you for this message. I thank you that your word is quick and powerful. It's alive. And God, you desire for all of us to grow. God, you do not want us to be content with where we are for you. God, you want each and every one of us to be closer to your son and more like his image than we've ever been before. God, I pray in 2022 that each individual member of Open Bible Baptist Church would commit to following Jesus Christ with whatever he has for them, to obeying the word of God, to diving into the word of God, to learning of you, to loving you, and to allow you to grow them. God, I pray you do a wonderful things in our hearts this morning. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.